I think we all have this expectation that, you know, our kids are going to have a harder time than we had. But they feel so much better about the situation. Yeah, the you know, the when I first read about these results, I thought, well, the. Uh, death of Gen Z has been greatly exaggerated, right? Because our generation, and the statistics, the Gallup poll really shows this. Our generation is sort of that they're dead to us. They're they're over. They're 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 entitled. They're lazy. They they they, they don't know how to work. But Gen Z has is filled with hope and optimism for themselves. These numbers are very high because there's this 76 percent that says I'm very optimistic about the future. 85 percent believe they'll achieve the goals that they set out for themselves. And meanwhile, older. That's right. All right, so Gen Z is super optimistic about the future, and that is lovely to hear. They are. We got some more news uh, and information. We'll watch a little bit more of that 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 um, that article or that that interview where we talk about you know how the younger generation looks at the at the future. So if you're Gen Z and you're watching or listening to this, uh, I'd be curious to know if if you agree with the with what they're saying on the news here. But ultimately, it's a positive it's a positive thing. So today's news, this is the hairdresser strong news. And what does it have to do with you? Today's news, I have uh, uh, quite a few stories here. So uh, we're going to jump in and get started. I got uh, the SBA is uh, extending some information. This is really important if you have an SBA loan, a COVID loan, a, a PPL or EIDL, -E -E idle loan, etc. So you definitely want to listen to this. Um, we have some really inf really interesting stories in the world of tech. Uh, something that's going on with FedEx is taking on Amazon. That's right. Uh, we have the CES uh, show happen. That's the Consumer Electronics Show and. Vegas. It's a where a ton of new tech is gonna is being revealed. I got the I got the top revelations for you in the world of tech and some really information about uh, if you use any Google products, whether it's Gmail or Google Slides or Google Sheets, then you're definitely going to listen up and stay tuned until that part because there you're you could and most likely are at risk. And I have some steps for you to take in order to mitigate that risk. And then uh, we'll get into this uh, Gen Z story where we just kind of touch base and tap in. And what I've been noticing, and then you probably know this about me, I've been communicating and trying to figure out how to communicate with and bridge the gap between salons, shops, and rising stylists. And I will, I'm here to tell you that there are changes afoot. It seems that we've been doing a pretty good job at communicating with people. We, as in the royal we, uh, we, the industry, the schools, the teachers, the influencers, about what it takes to be successful in this career. And it looks like uh, gen the younger generation is listening, so you definitely want to listen up to that. And last but not least, the Harvard Business Review writes a story on the right way to build a brand. So if you want to hear what the Harvard Business Review says, which is a pretty legitimate source of information, uh, stay tuned to the end. All right. So. Again, welcome back to the Hairdresser Strong News and what does it have to do with you? Uh, we at Hairdresser Strong believe that all stylists and barbers are entrepreneurs, whether you want to admit it or not. 
we should always stay apprised of the current events, and uh, that enables us to make informed decisions about our business, have sophisticated conversations with our customers, and ultimately the goal is for us to all have be have success, have higher perceived value, and be seen in a higher regard amongst the public and, and clients because that helps us uh, support our lifestyle and our prices that we charge, etc. So let's jump in. I'm going to share my screen. If you're listening on podcast, just listen up or use the links below to follow along. So let's get started. All right. So the big piece of information that I think I wanted, I was really wanted to share share with you first is this is an article in Inc. Magazine by Allie Donaldson, and it's titled SBA offers grace period to business owners with COVID era loans. The federal agency rolled out a 60-day goodwill exception period for borrowers and is expanding its hardship accommodation plans. Okay, so I'm going to just read like a paragraph or two in this to give you the information, and uh, you can always use the link in the description below if you want to dive any further. Okay, the federal agency, that is the Small Business Administration, Announced last week, it was implementing a 60-day goodwill exception period for borrowers that have less than 100000 in loans issued through the COVID-19 Economic Injury Disaster Loans, or EIDL, and the Paycheck Protection Program, or PPP, programs. During this grace period, which will last through March 3rd, the SBA said it will not escalate its collection efforts and will continue to reach out to those business efforts that are impacted. So the idea here is that this policy change is part of a bar of a broader effort by the SBA to bring business owners into good standing and to prevent further defaults. It's not good for anybody if businesses start defaulting on loans. Uh, that could be bad for jobs and uh, bad for the economy. So if uh, this applies to you, good. That's awesome because you get an extra 60 days. Uh, link is in the description below. Okay, moving on. So this here is an article by Wes Davis in TheVerge.com. The title is FedEx is launching a new e-commerce platform as it competes with Amazon. The company says its new platform will help businesses offer a custom post-purchase experience. Interesting. So let's hear a little bit about what about this. FedEx announced today that it will launch a new data-driven commerce platform that is called FDX, that is says will give online merchants end-to-end e-commerce solutions. The company's new platform is aimed at helping businesses manage their supply chains, sell to customers, and manage deliveries. Boom, Amazon's got a cut. You know what's crazy is that Amazon has, was using FedEx and UPS. Um, well, I don't know how much FedEx they were using, actually. I think it was just UPS. But they were using all these different delivery services, and then they started bringing in their own delivery and uh, their own warehouses, and they're stopping using other delivery services because they're using their own people. Like, um, you can sign up if you want to make some extra money uh, delivering Amazon packages. I think it's called... Um, Amazon Flex or something like that. Anyway, continuing on. The company wrote in its announcement that FDX will combine existing FedEx commerce tools like access to members of ShopRunner and e-commerce marketplace FedEx acquired in 2020 
With features debuting in the fall, like the ability to create a custom post-purchase experience so brands can give customers more accurate shipment information or use insights from FedEx shipment network data for management. So this is really interesting. If you have an online store, you want to build an e-commerce platform, then uh, you might want to look into this FDX uh, FedEx business. It says it's going to be debuted in the fall. So... It might not be available yet, but if this sounds interesting and you're you you need some supply chain or uh, management or you want to like check you know the competitiveness of this with against Amazon, so this is stories for you. Okay, moving on. So the Consumer Electronics Show of 2024 uh, was in Vegas last week, and uh, this article is on LiveScience.com by Orla Lorraine Hayes, and it is titled CES 2024, Five New Tech Products Stealing the Show This Year. So I'm just going to go through the Consumer Electronics Show um, it says was dominated by artificial intelligence embedded into everything from laptops, TVs, tech companies also used the Las Vegas showroom floor to highlight other kinds of cutting edge innovation. So if you uh, are into electronics or new tech, then you definitely want to maybe go check out this show. I heard it's really fun. So uh, so this is some in in interesting topics to talk about to your customer. It's also some stuff that you might be interested in. So I'm just going to like breeze through this. I think it's an interesting thing and in staying informed of what's happening around the world uh, and the world of tech. Okay, so Odyssey and Odyssey Pro Smart Telescopes. It's um, they re Unistellar revealed the new Odyssey and Odyssey Pro Smart Telescopes, which are designed to make stargazing and capturing images of the night sky easier. So it's got AI. It can help you find constellations. It sounds pretty cool. I wonder if it could help you find Elon Musk's uh, Starlink constellation that's blocking our ability to see the stars. <laughs> Okay, LG's transparent OLED TV. That's right, a see-through TV. Uh, it is says that the 77-inch TV is designed to blend seamlessly into a room's decor, resembling an art installation more than a classic TV. So you could theoretically even place it in front of a window without ruining the view. I am a little skeptical if I'm going to be able to watch my Netflix on this, uh, but it sounds kind of cool as like a as like a some sort of wall fixture. And uh, it doesn't say how much it costs. So usually these things say how much it costs. So anyway, that's interesting. Apple's Vision Pro Mixed Reality Set. It's um, after revealing its Vision Pro Mixed Reality device in June of 2023, Apple used CES to finally announce it will be available for pre-order with a release date of February 2nd for customers in the, in the United States. So if uh, you're interested in this, it says it augments the real world with a digital overlay. Oh, that's cool. So that's a AR, augmented reality, not virtual reality. So these are not virtual reality goggles. It augments. So and users control the device using their voice, gaze and hand gestures. So you can like look at the world with an overlay and be like it could pop up and be like, what type of uh, what type of uh Oh, would it be cool if it was like for haircuts where you looking at a haircut and it tells you the steps to take and it maps out the 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 head sheet on the hair and tells you the elevation when you're holding the elevation and it's like, oh, er, no, stop. That elevation is not high enough. It needs to be higher. or It's too low. Uh, that would be super dope. But I so anyway, augmented reality headset. 
Okay, Swarovski's Animal Identifying Smart Binoculars. So these binoculars have AI in them to be able to identify species of birds. That's kind of cool. And uh, the HRM Fit Sports Bra Heart Rate Monitor. So this is a monitor that attaches to sports bras, and it gives you uh, ground contact balance, stride length, heart rate. And uh, so if those of you like to track that kind of stuff, that sounds pretty cool. Okay, so let's keep moving on. This is the big thing that I want, I think a lot of people need to pay attention to. All right, so this is by Peter Arndt on malwarebytes.com. It's titled, Info Stealers Can Steal Cookies for Permanent Access to Your Google Account. So hackers have found a way to gain unauthorized access to Google accounts bypassing multi-factor authentication. So if you have, you know, if you have the tech set up and you have like a Google authenticator or something like that, uh, this is saying that it doesn't matter because the hackers are somehow stealing our cookies and the cookies are just little pieces of data that have certain information like login information held onto it. And it says cookies are used to track users across websites and remember information about their visit. Authentication cookies are, in essence, pieces of data that the browser sends to a site to identify and the user and check whether they are logged in. So then they can use these to access your account and you can't even change. Changing your password won't even help you. So listen up if you use Google products. Um, so here's like. Here's a way to, it's got the step-by-step -step process. There's a way to reset sign-in cookies. So everybody using any Google products, do this now. Link in the description for directions. All right. So, um, you know, just just to keep moving along, um, this, the I opened up with a clip from CNBC. And uh, it's from an article titled, Gen Z says they have it harder than their parents did and the economy is to blame and the points of this here are most gen z blame the economy for making it harder uh those just starting out are more likely to need a side hustle to cover their monthly expenses so so things are expensive and um if you look at uh, home ownership amongst across generations it is definitely on the trending downward um trend line so like being able to buy a home and um, do certain things that we were able, that that previous generations were able to do is a lot harder so you need to work more actually which is which is like you know unfortunate and the struggle to build wealth young adults should not discount the advantage of time and the power of compound interest experts say so let's just listen to like a couple a minute or two of this conversation i think it's really interesting so this uh woman is the she is the nyu professor so she works with gen z on a regular basis and she's talking about how optimistic they are about uh, the future and how a lot of the stuff that we've assumed is not reality. And I've also noticed that whether our assumptions about a previous a younger generation were true or not is not what I'm arguing about. I'm saying that I've noticed a shift in the thinking and they're listening. They're listening when people with experience, especially people with experience that show them respect and appreciation, tell them what uh, their best moves forward so like i i've noticed that more than 50 percent of students now want to go into a salon and uh, six years ago i went in or five years ago but right before covid i was going in and uh to the schools and they were saying that it was 50 percent or more wanted to go straight into a suite so they are listening 
things are shifting. So uh, don't don't go uh, dead on them yet. Um, I think that there's a lot to be to like and appreciate. So check this out. The, the general population, which is us, people who are not Gen Z, say, forget it. They're never going to achieve anything. OK, but who's right? <clears throat> Well, uh, we shall we shall find out. I actually believe in Gen Z. I think that they they want to know how to um, uh, to to achieve. They want to learn more. I think they want a different future than we wanted, and that might be the source of some of the frustration. When they when the poll asked them, "What is your dream? You know, what's your American dream?" They said something that's kind of I think a little bit startling to our generation. They said, "We want to make enough money to live comfortably." Now that on its face sounds like an okay goal. I want to I want to make enough money to live comfortably. But when their word comfortably is not about financial security, it's about anxiety. Um, if you look deeper into the results, right? They want, they'll do anything to avoid anxiety. They want to have lives that are anxiety-free. And that's why we saw quiet quitting, right. lazy girl jobs, fun employment, all of those trends. And, and you think if this poll was taken of, of a generation or two back, or three back, yeah. the answer would have been not just, I want to be comfortable, yes. but I want to do better than my parents? Yes, absolutely. Because I that, mean, to me, was what I thought was the American. Yeah. Okay, so they're talking about what the American dream is and how that's changed. Check this out. Uh, if you can't read this uh, uh, when you're watching this or if you're listening on Instagram, they're showing uh, some statistics about Gen Z's most cited hopes for the future. 69%, uh, which is the vast majority, like double almost, of any other thing that they want is enough money to live comfortably. And that just doesn't mean comfortably like cruising around on yachts that means not stressing about paying their bills maybe have a little bit money to go have fancy coffees and pastries and save a little bit you know uh so uh get married to find a life partner is 35 percent pursue a personal passion at work is only 33 percent like that's interesting because my uh, my experience with uh with you all in the younger generation is that um that you're you really want to be passionate at work but um, but the majority of you have said that the most important thing is a place to grow and a place that's not toxic, that you could feel comfortable and safe to work in. So that goes back to living comfortably, right? So this is really interesting. Check it out. Uh, use the link in the description below. And last but not least, for those of you who've been waiting, this is the Harvard Business Review. This is by Roger L. Martin, Jan Schwartz, and Mimi Turner. The title is The Right Way to Build a Brand. The best ad campaigns make a memorable, valuable, and deliverable promise to customers. So this goes in. I'm just going to read uh, a little bit to explain something. They talk about performance marketing versus brand advertising. Performance marketing is uh, clicks, so you pay per click. Uh, this article is saying that paying, focusing on how to get clicks could be in direct Con, uh, conflict with your brand advertising. Brand advertising it means that you really want people to know who your what your identity is. They they want you want you want them to know who you are, what you stand for. But getting clicks sometimes we got to use clickbait, and I'm sure all of you have uh, found yourself clicking on something and uh, just to want just be just to have to like go down a marketing funnel to like, like, click, subscribe, buy now. And so like a lot of influencers have mastered these, these marketing funnels and clickbait. And then, uh, but what, what we're talking about here is like 
if you're building a brand, be careful about clickbait. Be careful about focusing on conversion of 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 eyeballs to customers, which is contrary to what conventional wisdom says. Conventional wisdom is you want your money to go towards uh, conversion. Like the best money spent in marketing is converting your customers, converting people who see your ads into customers. Well, what this is saying is that, and as a matter of fact, if you focus on brand identity, then you will have more success, which I think is really interesting. So, so check this out. It says, um, let's see. Uh, the link will mm, be brands face dual challenge. Okay. So, all right. So here we go. The answer, a coherent rationale for investment in brand building. So brand building, they're saying, is more important than performance marketing, like paying per clicks and convert. And now not necessarily conversion just, but like the concept of like my dollars having return on investment based on click through rates uh, versus my dollars have been have a return on investment because I'm creating awareness for my brand. So we drew a large database supplied by the World Advertising Research Center to empirically identify what types of brand advertising are most effective both for attracting new customers and for converting them into loyal repeaters. As well, sorry, as we'll explain, the key to successful brand building is a clear and specific promise to the customer that can be demonstrably fulfilled. Advertising that makes such a promise almost always results in better performance than advertising does. Boom. So there you go. That's just kind of what I just said. Okay, so but what we're talking about is what is this promise of the customer? A well-designed customer promise is not, not only leads directly to sales, but also provides an effective framework on which to organize a company's activities. Okay, so what do we mean by promise? When one person makes a promise to another, it creates a relationship between the two. If the pledge is fulfilled, it builds trust, resulting in a valuable connection. Research shows conclusively that making a promise and then delivering on it has a greater positive impact on the recipient than simply doing a favor or service for that person. So... Making a promise and delivering it is much better than doing someone's hair or doing them a favor or squeezing them in early. Um, that That is not actually building it as much as promising, making a big promise and keeping it. So let's go down and see what type of, what does a customer promise involve? It says, we begin looking at the kinds of promises made in our database of 808 campaigns, customer promise campaigns. The majority of promises fell into three types. 89% of campaigns made at least one type. Some made more than one. So here you go. The three types. I see six. So, all right. So first is emotional. Perhaps surprisingly, this is does the biggest category. 35% of campaigns have made it, the, it their primary kind. It involves the emotional benefits a customer will receive from using a product or service. A classic example is MasterCard priceless campaign. There are some things money can't buy, but for everything else, there's MasterCard. The promise is that MasterCard will take care of everything. All right. Have a Coke and a smile. Appeal to someone's per emotions. Uh, come into the salon and have a relaxing experience. Just make sure it's relaxing and the, the stylists aren't complaining and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, so that but that's the part of the promise. So it make, makes the promise, but then you have to fulfill it as well. Uh, functional. In 32% of our sample, 
the primary per promise was functional. So this is like FedEx when it's absolutely positively has to be there overnight. So like FedEx is saying like, we're going to get it there overnight. That's a functional thing. So they're going to serve a function in your life that you can rely on um, next. So function in your life that you can rely on. Um, we'll get your, we'll get you. So like going back to my example of squeezing someone in, you know, maybe your brand promises, like we're going to get, make sure your hair done is ready for all of your life's events, which means that you're going to have a lot of staff on hand. You're going to have a lot of room in your schedule to fit people in last minute, maybe, maybe, or you could come up with another functional thing. Like, um, like you're going to get your, um, I don't know, uh, your hair will be amazing after every service. And that means that you give like some sort of treatment to them after every service, something like that. It's just an example off the cuff. I'm making this off the spot here. All right. Last one is enjoyable to buy a surprisingly large numbers of companies adopted as their primary purpose. 22% promised the idea that customers would enjoy the process of purchasing. So that's interesting. So they give the example of Sherwood Williams has an AI tool that you can just talk to it, describe the color. So you could be like a turquoise, like the sea in the Maldives, and it'll make it for you. And so it's like fun to use and fun to buy. So this could be come in and have a mimosa, like the dry bar thing, have a mimosa while you're getting your hair done or something like that, or sign in and like, you know, get something fun in, in return. In most cases, um, it's about, so there, here we go. Having to turn what kind of promises companies make, we turn to look at what makes the promise attractive to customers. They are that they're memorable, that people remember them, they're valuable, customers consider them valuable and deliverable. You have to be able to deliver. And if you deliver, you build trust, you build loyalty, you have success in business. All right, that is the news. Tell me what you think. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know if there's anything you'd like me to add. I feel like uh, this this information is super important. So tell me if you think something is more important than other because I'm out here for you. All right, until next time.